um, help them deliver a message for us this morning, and then she's going to wrap it up with a word. But did you know that every week we have about 60 kiddos in our kids' ministry? How many of you have dedicated your child here at Grace Church? Just throw your hand up in the air. Yes. Amazing. What we get to see today is children that have been dedicated to the Lord walk out their calling, their relationship, walk out in boldness and courage of identifying and knowing who their God is. And as a church, we value this. We value our young families. We value the next generation. And we want to constantly be teaching them the word of God. We say that downstairs in kids' church, they have the same size Jesus as we do up here. And every Sunday, it's not just about fishy crackers and juice. They are getting the word of God. And they are believing the word of God. And they are growing in their faith. This is our next generation. So this morning, as they minister, they're going to be so cute. And we're going to smile. And we're going to just be in awe of how cute they are. But can we take what they're going to be saying and take what they're singing and really let it resonate in us. The Lord says that we need to have childlike faith. We have a lot to learn from these kids. So I encourage you this morning to receive. Be ready to receive. Watch their faces as they minister to you. Because as they minister, you're going to see the love of Jesus full inside of them. And we get the opportunity to continue to raise them up. Many are going to be our next pastors, our next worship leaders, missionaries, nurses, doctors, checkers at Safeway that are going to love people, right? And we get to be a part of raising up our kids to know and trust the Lord. And we need more of that in our world, right? That's right. So we're going to pray for these kids and then they're going to come on out and you can be ready to give them a huge round of applause as they enter in. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for each and every one of our kids. God, we thank you that we are able to teach them your word, that they know your truth. And Lord, as they minister to us today, God, would they be blessed? Would they recognize, Lord, that you've called each and every one of them? And Lord, would we receive your truth this morning as you speak through these young kids, as they praise and glorify your name? Help us to receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kiddos, come on in. were my friends, but they are being so mean, and they are making fun of me. When I started to cry, they laughed at me and ran away. 
I'm sorry. I don't have very many friends either. I do have one friend who is never mean and never runs away from me. Really? Do I know them? Do they go to school here? And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. with me and he is so strong he protects me from the bullies what he's what he's not with you now I don't see him is it Joey he's big no it's not Joey his name does start with the J though I want to tell you a secret We loved because he first loved us. First John 4, 19.
your secret? My secret is my friend. His name is Jesus. Have you heard about him before? Oh yeah, he's at church, right? Yes, but he is God, so he can be at church and everywhere at the same time. Did you know he already knows you and loves you? How come I can't see him then? Because he is God, but he is very, very real. I can tell him anything and he understands and hears me and will always be my friend no matter what. I wanna be friends with Jesus too. You can, you can be friends with him right now. Let's talk to him together. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you for, with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, Ephesians three sixteen to 17.
Weren't they great? I'm so proud of them. We open this for me. <laughs> All right, thank you. Well, good morning. I am so proud of those kiddos. Even the little runners, they're so cute. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Linda. I'm the children's pastor here. And we've been working on this program for a while, so I'm really proud of those kids. And you know, I just need to give a big shout out to all of my teachers, all my volunteers. If you volunteer in kids' ministry, will you raise your hand? Can we give them a round of applause? Because they work hard, y'all. They work hard. Thank you. You know, I couldn't do any of this without them. It's really them. It's really them. They are amazing. I have a awesome group of people who faithfully serve your families every week. And I couldn't be more proud of those guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. So these kiddos, man, I love them. <laughs> they, they worked hard. They worked hard. And I hope that you guys all felt encouraged this morning by their message of God's love. Because some of them were really nervous and they got up here anyways. It's not easy to get up here. And um, they, don't, they don't get up here often. I think maybe last Christmas was the last time they were up here. So um, for them to come up here and be before all of you with all of these lights and, and sing their little hearts out, that's a big deal. And I'm just super proud of them. So this uh, morning, I'm going to talk some more about God's love. You guys have been hearing about God's love um, this month because it's, you know, the month of love. It's February. And this performance you just seen is all about God's love, and it was God's love in action. And, you know, this is what it looks like when we allow God to work through us, that no one is unqualified. I talked about this with the kids before they came up, that no one is unqualified to be used by God, whether you're two or 99, you're not unqualified. And these kiddos, like, they really express God's love this morning. I don't know if you've seen some of them up here that were just really like rocking it out a little bit. They were worshiping. They were totally in a place of worship. And it just, it gives me goosebumps. And, and first service after they came up here, because a lot of them stayed for both services and was already here and did this once. And they went downstairs and had an amazing time journaling and talking about God's love and asking questions. And Miss Trining, she's my girl right there. She... She really pours into these kids and um, they just journaled and asked questions and just, um, it was an amazing time down there after they were up here this morning and just prayer and really good. So the skit you seen this morning was about um, kids expressing love and they really don't overcomplicate things, do they? They just love. I mean, if you make a friend with a kid, they're your friend. They will love you no matter what. And we saw Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Emma were our two kiddos that were up here doing the skit, which man, that's intimidating how well those two girls could be up here in front of all of you guys and just like doing their little theater thing. They were so amazing. But Brooklyn saw that Emma was sad and alone and she knew that she had a secret that would change things for Emma. And she didn't care if Emma believed in Jesus or what she thought of when she shared who Jesus was. And she just told her, friend about Jesus. And you know, I think us grown-ups we overcomplicate that. We overthink sharing Jesus with people. And we need to not do that because it's not about us. It's about God. 
So this morning, I'm just going to give you a quick little mini sermon. Um, It's called Choose Wisely. So if we could just pray real quick. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We just invite your Holy Spirit. Actually, I know your Holy Spirit's already here, Lord, so I thank you for that. I just pray, Lord, that you use me as your vessel to speak your truth and your love through me to your people, Lord. And just thank you for the miracles that are going to come out of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So when you look at kids, they will tell you exactly how things are. They will tell you if your hair looks crazy or if you have bad coffee breath. And they tell me that often. So the teacher breath. Um, When I went to kids camp a couple of years ago, my first year doing kids camp, I was in a cabin with six girls and, and we had this whole little briefing of now, Miss Linda's not a morning person, so um, when you all wake up bright and early, please have grace for me because I don't want to talk to anybody until I have coffee. And so they didn't do that. Instead, they were like all in my face. I woke up, I had six girls in my face, and they had to tell me how crazy I looked, how crazy my hair was, and um, then proceeded to make fun of me because I had to do stretches on the floor. I'm old. I'm not, I'm not nine. (laughs) Yeah, they'll just tell you how it is. And I'm sure if you ask uh, Kira over there, she'll tell you all about it, won't you, Kira? (laughs) Yeah, but kids, they just freely give away their love. There's no strings attached. They love recklessly. And the definition of reckless is this. It's an adjective of a person or their actions without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. Doesn't that sound just like a kid? They just do. They don't worry about what the consequence is. They just jump in and do whatever it is they're gonna do. What if we adopted that mentality? What if we didn't worry about consequences of loving each other, of loving our families, loving that really unlovable coworker, loving that guy that works at Safeway that's like really slow in the checkout line and you've got two things and you just wanna get out of there and the poor guy that's behind you that just has a Red Bull and a bag of cat food and he just wants to get out of there. We got to love that person too. But what would happen? What would happen if we freely gave away our love to others like kids do? Jesus said in Matthew 18, two through four, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to take a little drink. So to become like little children, what are some characteristics of little children? Well, we talked about a couple of them. They give away their love freely. They are brutally honest. They are curious. Now, if you serve in kids' church, you will know how curious kids can be, all the questions they ask you. Um, some, and some of them sometimes are kind of personal and you're like, whoa, I can't believe you just asked me that. Um, and they're imaginative. You know, you get a kid in like preschool and you're playing with them and they're really into like Legos or Star Wars or whatever. They will tell you the wildest stories you could ever think of. And they're usually pretty content with their life. Now, remember, we're talking about little children. We're not talking about teenagers for 0.5, um, you know. Sorry to my daughter over there. Uh, they sound, these sound like really good qualities to have, don't you think? That we, 
love freely, that we're content with our lives. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. So when's the last time that you were really imaginative or curious about something or spent a significant amount of time dreaming or exploring that thing? Jesus said we're to be like little children. So if we're gonna be like little children, maybe we need to apply some of these characteristics to ourselves and spend some time being imaginative, getting curious, being honest with ourselves. Sometimes we gotta be honest with ourselves about things. Like, I'm not okay right now. Maybe somebody, I think somebody in this room needs to hear that it is okay to be honest with yourself and say, I'm not okay right now. And you need to tell somebody you're not okay because you shouldn't be sitting there not being okay in silence. That is a lie from the pit of hell. The enemy wants to separate you and have you be by yourself and alone and be not okay by yourself. And that's a lie. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, as adults, we overcomplicate things because we've had life circumstances and experiences and things that get in the way of loving recklessly and choosing to freely give away love. So we guard our hearts because we know what it's like to be hurt. We know what it's like to be disappointed. And we don't, we don't wanna feel that way. We don't wanna, we don't wanna give ourselves to somebody else and not have that be reciprocated back because we've done that, because we're adults, we've done that. We know what that feels like, that feeling of rejection. We don't wanna be rejected. So we just close ourselves off. We close ourselves off, we draw that line in the sand and, and we decide we're not, gonna, we're not gonna go over there. We're not gonna do that thing over there. We're not gonna allow ourselves to become interested or have pleasure in these things because I'm gonna guard myself because what happens if I do that and then it doesn't go how I think it's gonna go and then I get hurt? But you know, love can be an emotional attachment, but it can also be an attitude towards someone or something. So you don't have to be in love with someone to love them. But you can express an attitude of love towards people because love's a choice. Love's a choice. And sometimes that's a really hard choice to make. I have a disclaimer about that for you because I, I know that some people in this room are in circumstances or they have people in their lives that are just draining and it's not a healthy situation. And you have to have really clear boundaries with these people. And having boundaries doesn't mean that you can't love recklessly. It just means that you might need to love them from afar. And that doesn't mean that you're disqualified of loving recklessly. It just means sometimes there's certain people you have to just love from afar to be healthy for you. So the reality is there's no shadow God won't light up. There's no mountain God won't climb up to come after you. And I'm talking to all you all out here to come after you. God chooses to have a never ending and reckless love towards us. God's willing to do anything to have a relationship with you. He fights for you. Even when we screw up, even when we make mistakes, even when we say the wrong things, even, I'm not perfect. I know you guys aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. We say things. I mean, you could talk to my teenager. I say stuff all the time that's not perfect. <laughs> but it doesn't disqualify me from God running after me and recklessly fighting for me and loving me. And that's the same for you. We can't earn his love. 
Even if we tried really hard and we did all the right things, we can't earn it. And I am so thankful for that because if that was the case, I'd be in a pit somewhere because I've screwed up so many times. If I had to earn God's love, I wouldn't earn it because we make mistakes. Life's hard. We do, we do wrong things. We sin. But here's the truth about God's love, and it's in 1 John 4, 9 through 17. If you have your Bibles and you want to read along, I'll give you a minute. Or, or the Bible app, or it's on the screen. <laughs> For those of you who don't want to look it up. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his son and his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Wow. That's pretty powerful. I know I wanna choose to continually put my trust in God's love and for his love to continually grow in me so that it can pour out into others. I wanna choose to love others like God loves me, never ending and recklessly. You know, love is a lifestyle. It's not just a choice, but it's also a lifestyle and a lifestyle you choose to have. You can choose lots of different lifestyles. You can choose to have an active lifestyle. You can have a healthy lifestyle. Those are good. You could choose to have a bohemian lifestyle, which I don't really know what that is, but it could be a lifestyle you could choose to have. <sighs> I don't know. If someone has a bohemian lifestyle, will you see me after? Because I'm kind of curious like what that looks like. <sighs> but, you know, I, but I choose to have a lifestyle of love for people. Can we as a church commit to have a life, this kind of lifestyle, a lifestyle of love for people? The kind of lifestyle that loves everyone around us recklessly? I mean, our mission statement here at Grace states, we embrace all people. How do we embrace all people? Does anyone know how we embrace all people? I think the answer is through love. The love of Christ freely flowing through us. So the big takeaway for you today is this. Love is a choice, love is a lifestyle, and love is an attitude. What will you choose? Choose it wisely. Christy, I'll have you come out wherever you may be. I'm gonna ask everyone to just take a moment and close your eyes and bow your head and just think about and reflect on God's love. You know, maybe you're here this morning and you've never known this reckless love of God. Maybe this entire message is completely foreign subject to you that you've never asked Jesus to come and be the king of your heart. And maybe you felt that tug on your heart this morning. This moment's for you. 
God's calling you. He wants to be the king of your heart, the king of your life. He wants to love you recklessly. So if that's you this morning and you're feeling that tug, would you be bold enough with everyone's eyes closed, every head bowed to just raise your hand because I wanna agree with you in prayer. Or maybe this morning you're here and things have just been hard and you've put up walls and you've drawn those lines in the sand. And today you're choosing, you're choosing a lifestyle of love. You're choosing to say yes to Jesus and let him kick down those walls. Let him erase those lines in the sand. And then you're gonna choose to say, yes, I'm gonna have a lifestyle of love this morning. If that's you, will you raise your hand so I can pray with you this morning? I see you. Thank you. Well, Lord, I just thank you for every person here. Thank you that you love every single person in this room. You see every single person in this room. You know them intimately and personally, Lord. And you just want to be with them. You just want to love them continuously, nonstop, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that for the walls that have gone up and those lines are in the sand, you just kick those down right now in Jesus' name. That your love just begin to freely flow in this place in every heart in every mind, Lord. Those places where the enemy has been lying to your people, Lord, and telling them they're not good enough. They've said bad things, they've done bad things. They're saying, Lord, you don't know what I've done. He does, he does know what you've done and he loves you anyways. We just banish those in Jesus' name, that those are lies from the pit of hell. And we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your love, for your mercy and your grace. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. Thank you, Pastor Linda. Yes. So every week, our kids get this kind of truth. Amen. And I want to encourage you today. So often, as we grow up, those walls, like Pastor Linda was talking about, begin to come up. We begin to be defensive, whether we deserve God's love or we decide how we wanna give God's love. And when Jesus says, we need to be like little children, that's removing those walls, just like Pastor Linda prayed, that those walls would come crashing down. And I wanna encourage you, sometimes we stay away from kids. It's like, yeah, I'm not the kid person. I don't want the snotty nose. I don't want to do anything around the kids. But we need to be around our kids. We need to learn from them. So if you have not gotten involved in our kids' ministry, can I ask you this morning to get involved? Pastor Omar and I, we, we are firm believers that everyone should be a part of kids' church, including us. I serve down there a couple times a month when I can because I love these kids and they need something from you as well. Maybe you don't wanna be a lead teacher. You're like, I don't know the, the Bible well enough. Do you know the best place to learn the Bible is in kids' church? So I just wanna encourage you that whatever might be holding you back, kick down that wall and get involved. Talk to Pastor Linda, see how you can support these kiddos or these parents that are serving these kids and raising these kids, they need grandmas and grandpas and aunties and uncles to come around them too.
And as a church body, we get to do that. And if you've been with us when we dedicate children, we have part of that. We ask everyone to stand and we ask you to commit to being a part of raising up these kids. So I ask you today to consider being a part of continuing to reach this next generation, continuing to speak God's love into them and then allow them to speak his love into you. Amen. That's exactly what they did this morning. Can we give them one more round of applause? Well, if everybody wants to stand to your feet. At Grace Church, we say no one stands alone. So this morning as we close in prayer, can you take that stand and receive his love, receive the love from those around you this morning? and be ready to go out and share his truth. Father, we love you so much. We are so grateful for your word that is alive and active today. Thank you for the message today. Would it resonate in our heart? God, we don't wanna leave and and, uh, just celebrate that that was cute and that was good, but God, we want your word to transform us. So would we take this truth today and would we allow it to continue to work out in our lives every single day? Remind us tomorrow and Wednesday and Friday of your truth, God. We love you, Jesus, and we say yes to the mission that you've called us to, God. In your mighty, precious name, amen. All right, friends, we'll have a wonderful week. and we.